Hey everyone, here's the new episode. When we recorded this, we turns out we'd had some audio issues, probably thanks to Skype. So I did the best I could to clean it up, edit out the stuff that sounded horrible. Hopefully I did a good enough job and it doesn't sound like crap. If it does, sorry. But we had a lot of fun doing this one and also really didn't have the time to re-record it, so here it is. This is weird being on video for this. I'm usually not. I kind of want to do the lemon face, lion face, lemon face, lion face. Arr. Well, you guys don't have the video on? You just keep it off? Yeah, usually you just do audio for most, with most people. Oh, right up. Doesn't matter. I think so we can all just not wear pants and not care about it. Well, I'm not necessarily wearing pants. Hmm. I'm going to look this way from now on. Anyway. Hello, welcome back to Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast. I'm your host, Al Sedano, and dragged back again is my brother, Joe. Hey, Joe, what's up? Not much. It's good to be back here in the Warlock Cave. Yes. Wait. I don't have a cave. Where? How did you get there? Was there a man with candy in a van? Either way. I'm having fun. You got candy. It's or it's everything is orange and purple, so Oh, okay, that I works. Assumed, I assume that's where I was. Okay. Well we can do this and I'll put up the uh GPS thing on your phone and send mom to look for you. <laughs> Alright, so we are doing Deadpool versus Thanos number two. Yes. I'm excited. Yes. Yes you are. You sound it. Yeah, well, it was good. I mean, the, you didn't ask me yet, but it was good. I'm getting more into it now, and I'm, so, I'm really starting to like Thanos. I mean, I always liked him, but, you know, I'm really, you get to know him in a different way in this one because he's he's on he's kind of the good guy. Almost, yeah. Almost. You see it on his perspective. Yeah, he's almost a good guy, except for, you know, killing people. But other than that. Yeah, besides that. Yeah, besides that. Deadpool kills people, and he's a good guy. Yeah. I like him. I wouldn't say he's a good guy. He's a hero in his in his comic. <laughs> well, quote unquote hero. Yeah. Everybody roots for him. If you got people rooting for you, you're the good guy. Uh, okay. And I'm rooting for Thanos, so apparently he's a good guy. Well, that works. All right. Well, let's get to the synopsis, and then we can go over the issue and figure out why you think they're the good guys. All right. All right. Deadpool vs. Thanos number 2 Titled Part 2 How original <laughs> Oh, anyway Written by Tim Seeley Art by Elmo Bondic Colors by Ruth Redmond 
lettered by Visual Calligraphy and Joe Sabino, edited by Axel Alonzo, Heather Antos, and Jordan D. White, cover art by Trad Moore and Matt Wilson. This book had three variant covers. The first one is the Diamond Retailer Summit 2015 Previews Exclusive Variant. And that was also by Trad Moore and Matt Wilson. There's also the Hildebrandt variant, covered by Greg Hildebrandt, and the Lim variant, covered by Ron Lim. Original cover date is November 2015. Cover price, $3.99. And you can find this reprinted in the Deadpool vs. Thanos trade paperback and digitally on Comixology.com and Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited. On board his ship, Thanos dictates to his computer a letter to Mistress Death. It is a love letter that also talks about the effects that her disappearing has on the universe. While he does that, Deadpool is riding his Outrider, which is a genetically engineered parasite assassin in service to Thanos, and singing, until he pisses off Thanos, which doesn't take long. Based on the verbal clue that Death gave Deadpool, the light is dwindling, Thanos has a theory that she is referring to an abandoned Shi'ar platinum mine known as the Dwindling Light. While they are investigating the mine, Thanos tells Deadpool why he cursed him with not dying. It is because he knows that the one thing Deadpool hates the most is himself. So by cursing him with not dying, he takes what Deadpool truly desires, an escape from himself. This bizarre bit of male bonding is interrupted as they are attacked by a strange mix of aliens who include among their number an anthropomorphic rabbit, very similar to Rocket Raccoon, and a horsewoman, among others. From listening to the rabbit's ramblings, Thanos realizes that they are worshippers of Mistress Death, and they had recently held a ceremony in her honor, in which half of them are killed after a snap of the fingers. Thanos points out to the rabbit that this ceremony is copying when he killed half the universe's population with a snap of his own fingers when he had the Infinity Gauntlet. Realizing that the Great Avatar is among them, the aliens stop their attack. Not sure where to head to next, Thanos beats Deadpool to death. Well, almost. So that he can talk to Mistress Death. While Deadpool is out, the Guardians of the Galaxy attack. If you remember the synopsis from last time, they think Thanos is behind no one in the universe being able to die. During this fight, Deadpool comes back and calls the alien cultists to help fight the Guardians. Using them as a distraction, Deadpool and Thanos leave to follow the clue Deadpool has been given. Though not before destroying the Guardian's ship, stranding them. Once they are away, Deadpool is about to tell Thanos what they have to do next when he starts to burn. His old enemy Ajax, if you remember him from the Deadpool movie, now known as Abyss Man, has found him and is taking his revenge. As he still has a use for Deadpool, Thanos backhands Abyss Man and blasts him out into space. Shouldn't be a problem, except it is, as Deadpool reveals that Abyss Man is their next clue. end of the world is approaching. Soon the planet will be engulfed in a nuclear Armageddon, and the only people that can prevent this from happening are considered to be the greatest villains of all time. The only thing standing in their way is the Justice League. In 2005, uh, wait a second. Are, are we sure about that date this time? Yeah, it's 2005. We're sure this time. Let's just be perfectly clear. I hate all of you so much. Okay, good. Got that. All right.
In 2005, DC Comics began publishing a 12-issue bi-monthly comic called Justice. Written by Jim Kruger with art by Alex Ross and Doug Braithwaite, this series was essentially a Super Friends for adults. And now another group of Super Friends has come together to discuss all 12 issues in a podcasting crossover called J.L. May 2017. The excitement begins on the April 30th episode of the Fire and Water podcast and continues into Supermates, the Idle Head of Diabolu podcast, Views from the Long Box, the Pulp to Pixel podcast, the Lantern cast, the Shazam cast, Comic Reflections, the Silver and Gold podcast, the Power of Fishnets, Waiting for Doom, and Justice's First Dawn, J.L. May. 2017. Last year, they covered the beginning of the Justice League. This year, they discuss and review the League's toughest battle. The coverage begins on April 30th on the Fire and Water Podcast, located at fireandwaterpodcast.com. There's actually two covers for this book, right? Yes. At I least. have one and you have the other. Yeah. So mine is apparently, it's by Ron Lim, who's an artist. You'll recognize Ron Lim's work. He was the guy that was drawing Silver Surfer back when Infinity Gauntlet came out. Oh, so I was buying those. Issues. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure if you would recognize it by, just by seeing his art, but that's the guy who did it. Yeah, this is today, and that's 90s comic. It's hard to compare it, but... Yeah, I see it. Yeah, I mean, hopefully his work has changed a little bit in the last 20-something years. But he just uh, did that cover, right? Uh, yeah, he just did the cover. He did not do the inside. The inside is an artist named Elmo Bondic. <laughs> his name's Elmo? Yes, it is. That's hilarious. But yeah, so my cover has Deadpool facing off against Thanos, so all you see is Thanos' arm. And Deadpool has a bunch of swords on, including one, looks like one of those giant anime-type swords. Like, it's bigger than him. Yes, it's very badass. Actually, there's a YouTube video I should have showed it to. It's got this guy who made a, a, a homemade sword like that. That would be in, like, it, it looks like Magic Sword from X-Men. Oh, okay, yeah. Except... It's not easy to... You look at Magic and she's this really skinny girl. This really tiny skinny girl jumping around with this huge sword. Well, the guy who makes it in the YouTube video, it's not that easy to, to maneuver, but it's still pretty badass. That's because he's not Magic. That's true. Oh, that's true. He's not Magic. Or Magic. There you go. But yeah, so Dipple is that giant sword. And if... I don't know if you can see it, Joey. It has on the on the edge, it has like a little Deadpool... Doll thingy hanging off of it. Yeah, I do see it. That's adorable. Yes. So which cover did you get? I got the cover of uh, Deadpool and Thanos in space. And uh, Deadpool's got fish. Has has fish in his helmet. It looks like a fishbowl. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he would have fish in his fishbowl, his helmet too. Yes, he would. But I guess, yeah, I guess he doesn't need to breathe, really. It is basically it's pointless for either one of them to have the spacesuit. Well, I think Deadpool needs to breathe. He just 
He would just suffer, probably, but not die. Probably to make it hard for him to do anything. Perform tasks, yeah. Yeah, Thanos. I don't think needs one at all, though. No, and they they bring that up with his little sign. Yeah, why do I need a spacesuit? Yes, which you'll see him wear in the issue as well. Which I was thinking about when I was reading it. I'm like, does he need a spacesuit? Nope, they're supposed to be, uh, from what I heard, it's just supposed to be their little inside joke. Not inside, yeah, just a joke. Just for the hell of it? Yeah, have you, see, I, I've been meaning to ask you, so now that you, you've done and read all, tons of, uh, of, uh, Oh, uh, real quick, I just yeah. looked it up, the cover you have was done by Trad Moore and Matthew Wilson. Oh, who are they? Well, those are the artists. Oh. I don't recognize them as well as I do, like, Ron Lim. All right. Well, they did. They did a great job. It goes right on the refrigerator. Good job. Yeah, it's they got bullets and. Yeah, this and, is the bullets floating around. I like the fact that Thanos's space, that Thanos's sign has his name on it. It says, you know, where it says, "Why do I need a spacesuit?" Underneath it says Thanos. Yeah. In case we weren't sure who he was. So I like that. That's cool. So wait, were you gonna say something else? I'm sorry. I was. <laughs> I forgot. What was I saying? I don't know. Oh, I'll get to it. Okay. I'll get to it another time. Sorry. Sorry. Inside, and, and again, we're going with the fun of this. The uh, first page is half page, and they're using the action figures to, you know, to tell us what's going on. Yes. Is it the same picture? Um, hold on. Let me go grab issue one, and I'll, I'll look. Hold on a sec. Alright. Okay, issue one. Yes, it is. Alright. So I guess they just took one picture and they're using it four times. I'm assuming they'll use it the same as in three and four. So they have a little dialogue together telling us what happened last issue and a little bit of bickering. And they show us where, when this takes place as well. Yes, right before the uh, third run of De third series of Deadpool, which started in like 2013. It's oh, I remember what I was going to ask. Yes, what? So you've been doing mostly uh, in your podcast, mostly uh, Jim Starlin comic books. The Warlock books that we're doing were not Jim, Star Jim Starlin hasn't done yet. But yeah, the 70s stuff. Oh, what are the what are the Warlock books? When do they take place? They are uh, they actually started before kept before Thanos. They were like early oh. they were like started in 72 and Thanos started showing up in Captain Marvel in like 73. Oh, okay. So what I was going to ask was what did you think of uh, this comic of like Thanos? Basically, Thanos being written by somebody other than Jim Starlin. And was it different than how other people that weren't Jim Starlin that did Warlock? Or like, do you see a difference since you've read a lot of these? Actually, it wasn't. Tim Seeley did a pretty... I mean, Tim Seeley's pretty good. He didn't do a bad job trying to channel, you know, the th character Thanos. Mm -hmm. I mean, the nice thing is, unless you're trying to do... Unless somebody's trying to do something new with it, Thanos... 80% of the time has been written by Jim Starlin. As long as you've read a bunch of those, it's not hard to keep it right. 
And I mean, this is, you know, so I think Tim Silly did a good job with Thanos, you know. He knows when he has to deal with people. He knows there's things he has to do. So, like, you know, death is more important. So he'll do, you know, he'll deal with Deadpool to save her. And that thing on, like, the first page of the story where he's writing the letter to her, he's writing a love letter to death. Me and Brian have talked about this before. Thanos is, like, stuck at, like, the emotional maturity of a 14-year-old. Like if every if you if you view his love of death and what he does for her through the view of like a fourteen or fifteen year old kid madly in love and thinking that everything is this is the most important thing in the world and nothing else matters but this and this is the end all and be all of my life. Like that's Thanos. I see that. And that kind of fits here with this little it's like a fourteen year old goth kid's poetry. Yeah, he's getting pretty emo in this letter. My dearest mistress, I write you now, unaware of where you are, but knowing deep within the black chasm of my soul that you yet exist. It has only been a short time since you disappeared. Scant rotation of the planets. The barest distance traveled by light from the stars. It's like, okay, you have not been laid yet, kid, have you? Well, well they say in, uh, when I, I did a little uh, research on like the background of... Uh of uh, Thanos and Deadpool and Death, and they they say in uh, the uh, the series uh, Thanos Uprising, they show they show why he becomes so in love with her that she like manipulated him since she was a since he was a child, and she like took place of a girl and like manipulated him to be do like to be doing pretty terrible stuff, killing all these people, and then he just never. And when he grew when he grew up, he he just never got over her, and then uh, she kept on using the uh, the the carrot system, like you know, do this for me, and you'll get the carrot. You'll get to be with me. Just do one more thing, and just do one. Keep doing one more thing, and to the point they said where he's killed so many people that nobody would love him except for death at this point. Yeah. I mean, I haven't read The Thin Rising. I kind of had an idea that I knew something about it. I'll have to see how they, when I get to it, I'll have to see how they did it. But I mean, that doesn't sound like anything that at least contradicts anything from before, like with Starlin. And that kind of fits because everything I've seen with Thanos and Death, it's always like Death has him, what's that phrase like? He's on the hook constantly. Uh-huh. You know, he's her friend that she knows likes her. So she uses that to get crap from him. She has no interest in ever hooking up with this dude. No, she's his tool. He's her, he's her tool. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, I'll have to see how they did in this, the Thanos Rising story, but that still kind of works if her doing that since he was a kid. But either way, it's the same thing. You know, she's just keeping him on the hook constantly. He's yeah. very useful. He does stuff for her. And there's always an excuse or a reason why she doesn't have to hook up with him. She might not want to be with him because... Because if she gave in and he got what he wanted, he might not want it. You know, it's always the chase that makes you want it more. Yeah. And he's he's obsessed. You like in everything you see. When I remember reading the Infinity uh, Gauntlet series, he was obsessed with her. And he's. It reminds me. It's pretty cool because it reminds me of. Uh, he's got the uh, the mentality of like Batman. Batman, like, he makes me think of Batman when I'm reading, especially when I'm reading this. Like, he's obsessed with getting to be with Death, so he's going to do whatever he needs to do to, to, to be with Death. Batman is obsessed with 
fighting crime. <laughs> uh, he uses that as an excuse. And so Batman is obsessed with fighting crime, so everything he does is about fighting crime. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Death always finds an excuse to not be with him. I mean, if you remember in Infinity Gauntlet, he gets the Infinity Gauntlet. He's God. He's in charge of everything. And Death's like, oh, no, you're too high above me now. Sorry, we can't be, we, no, can't be together. You're, you're the boss now. This would be inappropriate. I'm going to have to call HR, so I'm going to go over here. It's like if she was his boss and she couldn't date him, be like, no, because I'm your boss and that would be inappropriate so then he became her boss and he's like no it's still inappropriate yeah and it's really just like she's like i don't give a crap if it's inappropriate or not i just don't want to date you yeah she don't like him but this deadpool guy's cute so i'm gonna hook up with him she doesn't like purple i do like that like i said so that's the first thing i thought of when i was reading that i love that little letter he's writing because that does i think that fits in yeah and then he's talking to her about the fact that she's gone and things can't die. And I think Tim Silly and then they do a good job of going over, like, here are the problems if death is gone. If nothing dies. You know, it's yeah, not they really, just... They really explain it, like, scientifically, like, what would happen. Yeah, it's not just, oh, you got shot, but you're okay. Uh, diseases and viruses that could be killed by medicine are now can't be killed. So you're stuck not dying with horrible diseases. Animals are, like, having problems with the food chain. And didn't he, wait, did I get the wrong impression? But it seems like he was also annoyed that some people would be would be happy, that some people would get pleasure out of this, like their old ones, like their like grandpa not dying. Yeah, although he does mention it in hospices. Now, I, don't, I didn't realize Thanos knew what a hospice was, but remember, a hospice is where they send you when, like, basically you're at the end and it's incurable and there's nothing they can do. A hospice is... As opposed to a hospital, a hospice is just like a place to keep you comfortable until you pass away. Because you're going to pass away in like a week or two, a few weeks anyway, or a month anyway. You know, there's nothing left to do. And so a hospice is just a place to, let's just keep you comfortable and happy for whatever time you have left until you go. So if somebody tells me that they're sending me to a hospice, that's not, that's not good. Um, to be blunt, you're fucked. Yeah. I mean, I could, I mean, if... If there's something I don't understand about hospice, which is possible, it's not like I run one, but from what I understand, that's what it is. It's you go there. To, right now, you're going there to die. No, you're not an expert on hospice. Yeah. But as far as your your limited knowledge, which I think you are right, that's what a hospice is. Yeah. Okay, go on. What were but you to saying? be fair, then for everyone who's going to a hospice, it's kind of just like let's keep you as comfortable as possible until the end. Yeah. You know, there's no cure. So for some people, it's like okay, it's coming now. At least they're done. They're they're not suffering. I mean. Think of uh, anyone we've known who's had a horrible disease. At the point at the end, it's like at least they're you know at least you know it's over. They don't have to suffer anymore. Yeah. So I think that's what he means. Or you know he also could be a little bitchy. I just took it as because uh, everybody looks happy in this. No, well, that is the, true. Uh, yeah, I think he took it as he was annoyed. It says like it says you uh, now people flaunt their newfound persistence. Oh. I don't know. That's possible. Well, if he wasn't annoyed then, he's annoyed in the next page. Oh, yeah. When Deadpool comes in riding, I have no idea what the hell that thing is, but I've been seeing it running around Thanos' ship for a little while now. That's, it's called an Outrider. Um, he was in, in uh, did you read Thanos? Uh, no, not Thanos. Infinity. Just just Infinity. No, that crossover? I haven't got to that yet. Oh, he was he was in there. He's basically like... Like one of it, it's. I think there's a bunch of them. I'm not sure, but it's basically like one of uh, 
Thanos' pet. It does what it, what he wants him to do. Okay. I think I think it was something, but I wasn't sure what. But I've never yeah, seen her he speak. Can, he can kind of like... He can phase around. If, when he phases, he can fly. And he can also um, kind of search into people's brains. Like it was cool in Infinity. He, he goes into... Uh, where does Black Bolt live in... Uh, uh, the the inhuman uh, Attilan. Yeah. Yeah. So they're there, and he's searching through Black Bolt's brain for some reason or another while Black Bolt was was sleeping, and he's digging into it, and all of a sudden you just see Black Bolt be like, "Get out of my brain!" Like he was aware of it. <laughs> hey, that yeah. thing. It looks like, like it needs to be hit. It looks like he could hit over a rolled up newspaper and would go cowering in the corner. Yeah, he's a dog. He's an evil puppy. He's Thanos' pet. Ah, that makes sense now. They're trying to... Let's see. So we have them figuring out what they have to do, where they have to go, which mostly just involves, De- you know, Thanos thinking of things and Deadpool just being a pain in the ass. Yeah, he doesn't really want to help very much. He's not oh. He's not contributing at all. He's just He's just le- is letting uh, Thanos do everything, which Thanos is doing a great job, but... Well, to be fair, that's kind of what Deadpool does anyway. Yeah, well, you would think he would want to, you know contribute a little bit to help out speed up the process to get to his woman. Crazy, yeah. I know. And Thanos already has a plan. He already had an idea. So he's like, okay, that's good enough. Let's go there. Yeah, and yeah. then he likes to tort run in the fact that, you know, they're both like the same girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He calls him a toboggan brother. What's a toboggan? I think it means like an Eskimo brother. Oh. What's an Eskimo brother? It's a term for... I'm assuming there's also Eskimo sister, I guess. I don't know why it's called Eskimo. I don't get it. But it's supposed to be a term that basically means you are both people that slept with the same person. Oh, okay. So I assume there's also, like, sister as well for, like, you know... Like, yeah, we... You know, two girls slept with the same dude. Or, I guess, two girls slept with the same girl. Depends what they like. All right, so if I'm going to go, like, let's say I meet a girl, right? She wants me to go to this party with all her friends are at. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, can, I can ask, am I going to be DeBoggin Brothers or am I going to be a DeBoggin Brother with anybody? Yeah. <clears throat> all right. So I can, all right, and then I'll know. Of course, there is a chance that, A, she might look at you and go, what the hell does that mean? Or hit you. I don't know. On the other hand, I'm looking it up, and I'm looking like Urban Dictionary, and I'm not seeing everything about that. So he might have just made that up. Made what up? Toboggan Brother. Oh. All right, well, as long as you had a definition for it. I mean, that's what I thought it meant. It sounds good to me. Where does he say it, anyway? On the last panel, right before they uh, go down to the planet. Oh, yeah, that's it. No. So, yeah, I don't see that. On the other hand, according to Urban Dictionary, there is Eskimo sister and Eskimo brother, so... Yeah, I think so. He keeps on talking about how they both slept with the same girl. Don't forget, we've both run down the sled... Wait, we both... Maybe that's why he says that. We've both done the sled run down Death Mountain. Yeah, Mike... So, I guess that's what makes Tabaga make sense, and... You know, so I guess that's why he's using toboggan. I mean, at least that makes sense, because I don't know why the term is called Eskimo brother or Eskimo sister. I have no idea what that has to do 
with, you know, native people in Alaska. Maybe they shared. Man, I don't know. Just, just, it's weird. There is a sister, too. Esmo's sister. So, you know, hey, equality. Girls can bond, guys can bond, everyone's, everyone gets the bond together. There's no judgment here. Yeah. Yeah, just that stuff like that's always, like, fascinating. It's like, where the hell does this come from, anyway? Alright, now I have them wearing the spacesuits on the planet. And yeah, you're right. It, it, actually, it's not just Thanos in a spacesuit. It looks like a 1980s astronaut spacesuit. Yeah, very classic look of a spacesuit suit. Like, all it needs is the American flag on the sleeve. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess you just put it on to make it, to be funny. There's no reason why you should be wearing it. Yeah. And he knows, the guy knows, I mean, it's not that he did it by mistake. He, he mentions it right in the cover. And we get to find out why Thanos, about the whole thing with Thanos cursing uh, Deadpool. Oh, yeah. And that was cool. And that was definitely a Thanos type thing. It's like, oh, you don't want to die. You want to die? I'll make sure you can't die. Yeah, it's basically what you said. Didn't you say that in the first? Uh, you Possibly. pretty much guessed it. You pretty much guessed it. Yeah. But yeah, he made. They made it. Uh, they explain exactly why. Well, they got a little more in my. I think the thing I said was that he did it so that way Deadpool could never be with death. Yeah. And it's kind of, it is that, but a little bit more. Like, he wants to die no matter what, but he also wants to die to be with her. So, like he says, you hate yourself even more than I hate you. Dr. Hugh, what's got you geeked? Well, Paul, I'm geeked because we're recording our very first promo for GeekPod. What's GeekPod? GeekPod is an eclectic celebration of Nobody all things Nobody uses the word eclectic ever in real Seriously, life. Dude. Ever. <laughs> I mean, you're just trying to sound smart. <laughs> go on, go on. It's a call to action to let your geek flag fly proudly. See, that becomes first. No. The guys share their <laughs> opinions, the guys being us, and unique perspectives on everything from comic books to sports and anything in between. No topic is off limits. Come experience the show that's being called Intelligently Irreverent and Good-Naturedly Offensive. Who says that? Your mom. <laughs> That's just me, man. Just me. Geekpod. Each and every week. Each and every week? Come on okay. Now. So, <laughs> twice a month, maybe. Yeah, the program. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> when we can all show up. Come join in on the fun. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and more. That's geekpod.com. G33KPOD. What is alright, so this is what I don't what I don't get about alright. So what's the thing with death? Like where do people she determines who dies and then in the Marvel Universe, where do they go after that? Well, she's not like the afterlife. She's just like the... In Marvel, because I mean, there were supposed to be ideas. Like, there's Eternity. You remember Eternity? That's uh, that's the universe, right? Yeah. That's like the, the actual universe with like a blue face, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's supposed okay. to be a re- representative of you know the universe and everything. you know. And there's Infinity, and there's Order and Chaos. So they're supposed to like personify these abstract concepts 
And that's all death is. She's just kind of like, I am death itself. You know, you come to me when you die, and then you go to wherever you're supposed to go. So I don't think she really deal. I don't think she's respond. You know, I don't think she determines where you go afterwards, or she's in charge of you. I think she's just like, she's the one that's in charge of all things dying. Yeah, she, you can enter through this door. I don't know where this door leads. I'm the but, doorman. Yeah. And I go put you through the door, and then you go to whichever door you need to go to. You're supposed to go to. I just, you know, make sure the doors are all working. And so, but in, in the Marvel universe, like there really is no explanation of what the afterlife is, except like a few different things, like hell, right? But well, there's a couple different ones because I mean, there's the, we've seen the afterlife for like the North gods and the Greek gods and stuff like that. Yeah, and we've seen a couple versions of hell. And actually, in the Astonishing X-Men book that came out, like, around 2014, we see Nightcrawler. Yeah, but he's in heaven because that's his view of heaven, right? They didn't specify that, because we also see Professor X is there. Oh, yeah. Okay. They like to use these characters, because it's kind of fun to get all... That's how they get all cosmic, you know? Ooh, look, you know, this is infinity, or this is love. Or hate. Yeah, if you reread Infinity Gauntlet, almost all of them show up. Oh, yeah, 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 I remember it. Yeah, all those guys. Those, I always thought that was cool, like, all these, like, ideas. Yeah, that's why I asked, because they have, they basically explain, like, they do explain all these ideas, except for, they're really, they don't totally explain the afterlife, you know, which makes sense. It's like, it'd be boring if it was, if it was well, just to happen, I don't know. Well, also, I think it's because most companies don't want to go... They want to be a little vague, I think, with the afterlife. Like, they want to do something with it, especially when they do demons and stuff. But those, they can just say, oh, they're just monsters. I don't think they want to get too specific with, like, afterlife, though, because they don't want to say... They don't, they don't want to get into which one is the real god. Yeah. Also, if they if they had, like, let's say they had a quote-unquote heaven or, you know, where they all went, right? If somebody died... They didn't show him in heaven, then obviously he's not dead. Yeah, like there was a ghostwriter story back in the 70s. And there was a guy who helped him get away from his uh, curse of being ghostwriter. It was changed at the end. Because originally at the end, the guy just says, I'm a friend. And looks like Jesus. And it was supposed to be that Jesus came and saved him. And the editor-in-chief at the time, Jim Shooter, changed that. And said, no, 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 just made it some kind of, you know, end up making it some kind of, like, demonic villain. And I'm not sure what I think of that now. Because originally I thought that was BS, you know, that he changed the writer's story. But I listened to an interview with him, and he does have a point. He's like, if we're doing the story, we're saying, yes, Jesus is real in the Marvel Universe. He is the Son of God. So, basically, anyone who is not Catholic is wrong. You know, if you're Jewish, you're wrong. If you're Muslim, you're wrong. Because we've just shown you... Here's the real God. Yeah, yeah, it's a little, uh... So, they do... They make it vague. They have that character, the, the Living Tribunal, the, the the gold guy that has three heads. Yes. And he's supposed to be, like, the one guy, like... He's, like, right below God in the Marvel Universe. Or whatever, you know. He just says, the one above me. And that's the mystery. Exactly. Because there's only, because just so you know, there's only one living tribunal in all of Marvel. Like, every universe, every alternate universe they ever show in Marvel, there's only one living tribunal. 
So there's like there could be a, there's basically like a million eternities, a million of the all the other ones. Because each eternity is just the showing of their universe. So there's yeah, like you said. And he was the only one that didn't that did not fight Thanos when he had the Infinity Gauntlet, right? I think so. Yeah, or I'm I think sure yeah. he didn't want to get involved. Yeah, I think that was it. But yeah, he's <laughs> there's only one of him. Yes, there is some kind of creating thing in you know Marvel, but we don't know what it is. They're not going to tell us what it is because. It'd be stupid if they had if they had if they had uh, the number one guy, uh, God, if you would say, because then it, everything would be explained, and there, yeah, would, and then, there would have to be an explanation for everything. Then they have to go with certain things, like how can you have the character be Jewish, you know, or Muslim yeah. or anything? Like it's kind of hard to say, well, let's be tolerant of the people's face when you're saying, but we're telling you right now they're wrong completely, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm tolerant of your face. It's just wrong in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Well, in the yeah, in the stories in the universe, so that's why I think they go a little vague with like that heaven and afterlife stuff because they don't want to spe- get too specific. So we get the fight against these weird aliens. Yeah, what are they called? The uh, there's a, they're a cult that worships death, the Order of the Glorious End. Yeah, I like that name. Did you recognize the horsewoman? No, and then when I looked it up, they said that all these people were made just just for... Uh... Wait, let me look at the horsewoman real quick. Well, I, I mean, mean, not I'm... not who she is as a character, but the but the race. I, I think I know where you're going at without even looking at it. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was him be uh, one of those because he's, they make her... Um, what color is that? Orange? Yeah. Or beige. The horse face people from Power Pack, right? Yeah, the chameleons. Is that what they're called, the chameleons? Chameleon. I think that's how it's pronounced. Chameleons. Think it would, I don't think that's the right name, though. It should be called the horses. The horses. The space horses. Well, I mean, it's like calling Rocket Raccoon a chameleon. No, uh, he's a chameleon. No, chame- K-H-Y-M. Chameleon. Okay. The yeah. name of the race is... It's spelled K-Y-M... E L L I A N S. Chameleons? Chameleon. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Chameleon. It's not chameleon. I think she's one of them, although their legs, they have like the hooves at the at the end, like their legs go backwards. Oh. That's, yeah, you're right. And hers don't, uh, so I don't know if that's just a mistake or if she's not, or if they just said, so let's make a chick of a horse head. But either way, you should definitely the definitely the face looks just like it. Yeah, but we have her. And did you recognize what they were talking? Did you realize what they were, the rabbit guy was talking about when he told Thanos about how they uh, when he's fighting Thanos? No, no, like he was bringing up. Uh, explain it to me, but he was basically bringing up uh, Infinity Gauntlet, right? Yeah. Well, the rabbit says to him, "You struggle as we do to die." Half of us were taken with the ceremonial gout of flame and a snap of fingers. That's what how he killed half the half the, and the, the and get, 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 finger. Yeah, and he's saying like that's become like for death cults, like you know other you know people crazy people worship death. That's become like a very like almost like their mass. You know, it's like that's the most sacred thing to them. You know, was that this that he killed half the universe for death with a snap of his fingers. He would be like their their Moses. Yeah. Now, 
my only question is, I don't know how they know about it, because didn't that all get undone at the end of Infinity Gauntlet? It's a mystery. But it's something that hasn't I mean, been explained yet. Yeah, who knows? Did Silver Surfer know it happened? No, right? I, I, I don't know. I think maybe That's Silver right. Surfer and Adam and Warlock and like a few other people, but for the most part, most people didn't know it ever happened. Did, uh, did uh, Adam Warlock's group... The guys who carry the Infinity Gems, like Drax, they know? Pretty sure they did. But then again, also, it could have been just um, Thanos brag telling people, no, I killed half the universe for death. Or it actually could have just been Pip the Troll getting drunk and telling everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's death telling these people who worship her. You know, they kill, sacrifice one of their own to be able to communicate with death briefly, and she tells them, do this, he did this for me, it was awesome. Either way, it was pretty cool, because I, I, I did want to ask you about that, because I thought that's what they were saying. Yeah, but that was pretty awesome. Yeah, and I like the, uh, the shot of uh, Thanos holding the bunny. Yeah, the holding him. Yeah, h- holding him in his neck. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's a good shot. Oh yeah, there it is. They call him the Great Avatar, although he does not look like a blue cat. No, yeah, what, are they, what are they saying when they call him an Avatar? Uh, I guess he's an avatar of death. Oh, yeah, like, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And so, like, that, the battle's over. They're gonna help us. And it's like, well, what'd you trade them for? I, I told them I, I, when I dealt with all this, and death is back, I'm gonna come back and kill them all. Oh, that's an honor. And they're like, yeah! It's not even kill them, it's like, I promise that when I have cursed, cured this plague, I will return and murder them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just reading it now. He calls him Grimace. Yeah. That is hilarious. And then Thanos gets mean. Because, like oh, I said, yeah. I'm not sure where to go next. And that's, as Thanos says, that is not a question for me. It's a question for you. And then he goes beats the crap out of him to try and kill him. Yeah. Just so he can talk to death. But before they get a chance to find information, the Guardians of the Galaxy attack. What kind of, alright, so I got a question, another question. What kind of gun is, what gun is that, that, uh, Peter has? It's, it's an element gun, as far as, if it's, a, if it's the gun of his. What's an element gun? It's the four basic elements. It shoots out water, air, fire, or even earth. Oh, okay. Because if he's threatening to shoot Thanos in the face, like, that's really gonna kill him. Well, he wasn't threatening to shoot him out of his face. At the point where they have Thanos held down, he's th- he has the gun in his mouth. Yeah. I guess that would hurt. So where did he get that gun from? That's something he had since, um... That's a gun... If it's the gun I'm thinking of, that's a gun he had in his old original run in the 70s. Because if you see Star-Lord's costume, it's different than what he wears in the movie and stuff. Is it? Yeah, look at what he's wearing here. Oh, they actually... I'm thinking of the mask. The costume itself? Yeah. That blue outfit he's wearing? Yeah. That's kind of what he wore in the 70s. But he still has a mask, right? Not that mask. Different mask. Oh, yeah? Uh, hold on. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, no, they really changed him modern times. Would you say it's for the better or for the worse? Probably for the better. I think it looks cooler now, but... This is what he looked like originally. Oh my god. But I mean, if you look at what he's wearing when the Guardians of the Galaxy first show up, 
he's wearing that outfit just without the belt and the mask, basically. And the yellow parts are white. The gloves are white, not yellow. Yeah, or like a shade of blue, like a light shade of blue. Yeah, but it's basically, I mean, even the belt, the belt he's wearing in here still has like that starburst-like thing in the middle. It's just smaller. And, you know, not as crazy. Yeah, he's got no bug eye glasses anymore. Yeah. So I think this is supposed to be his element gun, but I'm not sure. Looks like it. I'm looking here to see if he says anything about that. Actually, it might just be a regular a regular gun. It doesn't look like it's being anything more than just lasers, so maybe it's not his element gun. It looks like it, though. Oh, wait, wait, what did you say? I'm saying it looks like it just might be a regular laser gun. Well, he seems very confident with it. Yeah, I guess he figured even if it's not going to kill him, shooting him down the throat well, might hurt. I think it would hurt. The Guardians are teaming up on, on Thanos, and Deadpool calls the... Uh, Apparently, Deadpool got the num- got that one pre- that one girl's number. Oh yeah, I guess uh, de- uh, Death doesn't mind sharing. Well, I guess it's like, look, when you're dead, you're mine. Maybe him and Death had that whole like different zip code thing. Yeah, she's like, look, when I'm when I'm dead and you're alive, whatever we both do, hey, look, buddy, you can yell at me. Yeah, it's gonna be a long time before we see each other. You know, but when we're both dead, you know, when we're both together, it's all good. But yeah, so Deadpool calls those priests over to come help. And the the rabbit, by the way, is from the same world as uh, Rocket Raccoon. Is he? Yeah, he says when he has uh, Star-Lord down with a knife over him. Yeah. He says, I once guarded the insane on Half-World. And that's where Rock- Rocket comes from. Now, what kind of people are in Half-World? Are they anim- Are they all animals? There was more to the story, but basically Half-World was like a giant, like a worldwide, like insane asylum. And originally, all the orderlies and all the people, you know, that were supposed to take care of the crazy people were all made to look like these little anthropomorphic animals, like Rocket and this guy. They were hoping, I guess, it would help calm the people. Yeah, that would calm, hey. You know, instead of, like, these big burly guys in white robes, you know, they're going to hold, orderlies going to hold you down when you're going crazy. You know, you got what looks like, you know, Winnie the Pooh and stuff. Yeah, I would appreciate that. Now, I have no idea if that's going to be Rocket's origin in the movie. Well, in the movie, they said he was experimented on they could say it's the same thing yeah you know he was experimented on and used to be there and then either left and didn't doesn't say or doesn't remember deadpool and thanos leave because they have the more important things to deal with i uh, yeah but i wish they showed the only thing i wish they showed was they kind of implied that peter was putting his boot rockets in the face of the rabbit i really wish they they showed that no, no, not that. I think it's because the rabbit's sitting... Peter's laying on his back. Oh, I know. The rabbit's... No, you're right. The rabbit's up in the air. I okay. think it's the boot rocket to make his leg hit it even harder. Oh, okay. Oh, so he, pooped, he like, knocked him up. Yeah, so oh. instead of just kneeing him, he, like, poof, really fast. I thought he got, like... He would get himself to go away, like the rocket to launch him away. But as he was launching away, he put his foot up in the face... Of the rabbit. Got it. Yep, no, that's what I think it is. I think he just used it to kick him further away. No, yeah, you're right. <laughs> the rabbit's right there, I just didn't see him. And you can probably hear the noise like when Wiley Coyote falls. Yeah. <laughs> and then we end in the ship of Thanos' pool as uh, Deadpool's on fire. 
And I was right, it is Francis, or Ajax. Yeah. So that's the bad guy from the the Deadpool movie. Yeah, exactly. Wasn't Francis the name of the the bad guy in Pee-wee's Big Adventure, too? Right. I know you are, but what am I? The chubby guy that, that, yeah. that had a pool, an indoor pool. I think that was his bathtub. Yeah. That was his tub. He was playing Godzilla or something, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. I, I like that. They're bringing stuff in from like their own series. Like Ajax, Francis, obviously he hates Deadpool. He's obsessed with killing him. <laughs> yeah, you might be a problem for Deadpool and everything, but you are not a problem for Thanos. Yeah, he doesn't even seem to acknowledge that Thanos is there. He's crazy, and he has no idea who Thanos is. He's like, whatever, I, this is the guy I want to kill. I don't give a crap about you. And they don't even make yeah. him an issue for Thanos. Thanos just smacks him away, shoots out the hole, so he flies out of space, and just stands there holding Deadpool's leg. Yeah. So he, doesn't, he doesn't fly out. Like He doesn't even hold on to anything. He's like, whatever. He's just kind of complaining the space will dis- extinguish you. Except, of course, then we find out that that's the person they need. Basically, Thanos is going to be the grown-up. Because now Thanos... Even more so, because now that if they need him, if they need Ajax, and Ajax and Deadpool are like two bratty kids fighting each other, it's basically going to be Deadpool, you know, Thanos flying that ship of like, do I have to turn the spaceship around? Who do you think is, um, is his boss? Mephisto? Who, Ajax? Yeah, Ajax is off. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, and they call him Abyss... His name is Abyss now. Oh, sorry, Abyss Man. Abyss Man, yeah. Which, I have to say, Ajax is, I think, less stupid. Oh, I have no problem with Abyss. Uh-huh. No, it's Abyss Man. Abyss Man, that's a little weird. Yeah. He doesn't say anything about having a boss. Yeah, I, th- I thought they did. The guy who, um... But they said, like, that's who turned him in. He was sent to hell. Yeah, and, and, then... and she says you have to find the man from hell. Right. So it just says he's a guy from hell. It doesn't say he's a man sent by hell. Or a man that's bossed by hell. So how did he get those powers? Uh, I don't know. That's true. Wait, wait. Now you're the same for my boss. You're, he even says the words, my boss. Duh. I'm looking for subtle clues, and you're like, the part where he says, my boss. That's why I ask about his boss, stupid. And I think they said something that he's the one that, like, gave him gave him the powers. Uh, Mephisto would make sense. Yeah, because he runs hell, but there's another guy in hell, too, right? And, you know, like, there's a lot of demons who run hell. There's him, there's Satanish. I don't know if Blackheart has his own version of Hell or not, because he's the son of Mephisto. There's whatever guy used to say he was Satan for the old Son of Satan series. Mm -hmm. So there's more than one Hell, or there's just one Hell run by a bunch of different people? I mean, like, run with different sections. And they're not sure. I'm I'm not sure which one that is. I think it's one of those two. I think there's either a bunch of different Hells in Marvel, or it's kind of like one Hell, but, you know... I got the north side, you got the south side, you stay east of 16th Street. You know, this is my corner of hell, this is your corner of hell. Who's the guy that magic fights with? Oh, she... Belisco? Belisco? Now, is yeah. he in hell, or is he just Limbo? Limbo. Oh, okay. Yeah, Limbo's different than hell. It's hell-like. 
but it's I don't think that's supposed to be hell. I think that's something different. Is Belisco the way you think of? Is he the guy with the red skin and one arm? I don't know. I don't even remember. I just remember um, Magic Magic had a deal with somebody. That's probably who it is. So, that was Deadpool vs. Thanos 2. That was fun. It was. I'm getting more into the, uh, the series. I'm liking it. I guess his boss is going to be one of the demons from hell. Probably Mephisto. That's my guess. I, I think they mentioned that Mephisto was involved with them at with something. Well, Mephisto so, has been involved with Thanos' dealings a couple times, so... Yeah, he was in, uh, he was in, um... Infinity Gauntlet. Infinity Gauntlet, yeah. He was like, I, I, can I be your guy? Like, I'll be your number one. Yeah. He was, like, treating Thanos as a mob boss. He's, like, being his, his advisor. Yeah, I'm next in line. Yeah. Well, probably not next in line, since theoretically there should be no one else before after him. Yeah, but just in case. Just in case if you were to drop the ball one second, I'll be there. I'll pick it up for you, boss. It's like, yeah, you prick. So that was fun. I did enjoy it. That was fun. And like I said, they're not making Thanos comedy. No, not at all. Except for the spacesuit. Well, yeah, there is that. They're not making it like where Deadpool is uh, Bugs Bunny and he's he's Elmer Fudd. Yeah. Deadpool's being Bugs Bunny and Thanos is just like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. And just punches him. Or kills him. Or ignores him. I'm liking this too. I mean, I wasn't sure. I just figured we'd do... I mean, it's not like we were doing more... Cur- the only current stuff we were doing was the one special graphic novels that Jim Starlin was doing Kurt, recently. Mm-hmm. Everything else I figured we were just going to wait till we got to it. But this looked like a fun little thing to do, and since it's kind of like it was on its own, I knew it really didn't matter. It didn't affect anything, really. No, it takes place before... It's its own, yeah, it's its own little miniseries. It's probably only going to affect Deadpool, really, more so than Thanos. So it really doesn't affect us at all for the show. So it's like, what the hell, let's do it. And I'm glad. This show can now be found on Stitcher. In case you don't know what Stitcher is, Stitcher is Radio On Demand, a free app that lets you listen to all your favorite shows plus discovered from 20,000 others. Available on iOS, Android, Nook, and iPad. Don't have Stitcher? Download it free today at stitcher.com or in the App Store. Once again, it's that part of the episode where I beg you for feedback. Please send some feedback. Now, some of you might be trying to send feedback, but you're looking at your... Well, whatever your listen is on. iPod, iPhone... Zune, whatever. And you're saying, but Al, I don't know how to leave you feedback. Where? What do I do? Well, I'm here to help you, so don't worry. First of all, we're on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Just go on Facebook, type Adam Warlock in the search box up top. It's like the second thing that pops up. Or sometimes the first. There you go. We're right there. Like that page. Also, we're on Tumblr. ResurrectionsAdamWarlock.tumblr.com Follow us on there. Twitter. You like Twitter? I like Twitter. Shows on Twitter. At AdamThanosPod. And finally, the most simple way. Send an email. Write down all your thoughts and send them to me and I will read it here. I promise. ResurrectionsPodcast at Yahoo.com Now, speaking of Tumblr and Twitter... We have people that have been following us on Tumblr. And like I did before with Facebook, I would like to thank all of you one by one. 
So these are a couple more people who have been following our page on Tumblr. Now, bear with me because Tumblr names can get a little weird, so I'm going to do my best to say these. First, we have Enzoigos, E-N-Z-O-I-T-G-O-E-S. Next, MFND-ORG, subtitled The Art of Weird. Look at my title. There's Jonathan1066 and LiverpoolMonkey76. And I'm pretty sure LiverpoolMonkey76 is Keith Monkey Mason, who has sent an email before and also has his own blog, Monkey on Merside, I believe it's called. Hey, Keith. So there's a link for that in the show notes. Go give him a read. Finally, Twitter. Put the new episodes up on Twitter. Some people have liked them and retweeted them. But I thank you. Episode 57, which was our Marvel Trivia Box episode, was liked by Sean Merrick. And episode 58, which was the Angar the Screamer special, was retreated by Sham Ebayer. Thank you all. Now, you're reading it on digital, right? Yes. Okay, I have the actual book here. And this is this came out, yeah, right around the time that um, Marvel was finishing up with uh, Secret Wars. Because there's a bunch of ads for all the new Marvel books coming out after Secret Wars. I see got a bunch of ads in the uh, comic book? Yeah, for all the new Marvel books coming out after Secret Wars. So we have all new Wolverine. Oh, that's the lady Wolverine. Yeah, that's X-23. Yeah. All new X-Men. That's like their second series, right? Yeah. yeah. their second run. Yeah, although they have some new members. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no well, Cyclops leaves. No, Cyclops is in it still. Yeah, but he eventually leaves, right? Yeah. He well, leaves. yeah, but I mean, as of here, as of issue yeah. one, no Jean Grey. Oh yeah, she's in because uh, she's in uh, one of the other X Men books. Yeah, it's with the with Storm, the one that Storm's running. Yeah, and uh, Wolverine. That as well. The new Wolverine is in this. Oh yeah, she's the uh, Angels. Yeah, and also Kid Apocalypse. Young Angel. Yeah, the Young Angel. And also Kid Apocalypse. That's Apocalypse. Yeah, I, I remember that. And Beast is pretty much running the whole thing, even with Scott, even with Scott Summers there. Well, I haven't read this one yet, so I don't know how it goes. Oh but. yeah, that's basically what it is. Scott Summers is—he's all messed up from uh, finding out like that. Uh, oh yeah, uh, everything uh, that happens in the future. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then also, well, since he's been there, since he's been in the future, Cyclops has died. Oh okay. So he really started freaking freaking out about that. Um, and also, they made it where Cyclops tried to, um, the Terrigen Mist. Oh, okay. Ordeal. So, I'll get that eventually. It's pretty good so far. But also we have, because I haven't read these so far, but just to see what came out around this time. We got Drax number one. Right, yeah. Did you see who, did you know who wrote that? Oh. CM uh, Punk? Yeah. That's funny. We got Venom Space Knight. So he's writing the comic? Yeah, CM Punk is the writer. Right now. Or was. I don't know if it's still going on. I don't know if it got canceled or not. But we got Venom Space Knight. The Ultimates. Which, I've read the first five issues of Ultimates so far. And it's pretty awesome. Now, The Ultimates, this is... Yeah, this is after Secret Wars. Okay, so... Yeah. That's run, that's being run by uh, Captain Marvel, right? I mean, I'm not sure who's in charge, but yeah, Captain Marvel's on it, Black Panther. The first storyline, they decide they want to take care of that problem of Galactus. So they do. 
What do they do? They kill him? No. They take care of his problem. Oh, that he's always hungry? Yeah. They change, They fix him. Well, what do they do? They basically... I forget what it is they do, but they put him back in the thing that he was in before he was started being Galactus. And it was kind of like he didn't finish. And basically he now brings life to dead planets. Oh, well that's nice of him. That's actually pretty good. They were problem solvers. Instead of saying, oh, we're going to defeat you. That's their whole point. Yeah, Let's just give him what he wants. They fix the problem. And I'm up to issue 5, and at the end of issue 5, they travel outside the universe and end up Galactus saves them and brings them back. And Galactus sees what they don't see, which is Eternity all chained up. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I've already, I mean, I'm only five issues in, and obviously it's already, you know, this is like a year or two old. But yeah, that's a pretty awesome series so far. So it's like for you, you're in, you're in pre-Civil War two. Yes. So. Oh, by the way, you know why, did you say you didn't understand why um, Ultimate Spider-Man was in, was on planet with regular Spider-Man? Uh... Well, no, I know that's what happened after Secret Wars 2. I just don't know how they explained it. Oh, like afterwards? like Yeah, like in the story. Like, is it supposed to be that he comes from an alternate Earth? Or was he always supposed to have been on this Earth? Or does everyone else think he's always been on this Earth, but both Spider-Men know he's from an alternate Earth? Like, I haven't read the Spider-Man books yet, so I don't know how they explain it. Yeah, I just assume that he he, know, he knows where he's from. I have no like, clue. I, I assume... I assumed him and Spider like Spider Man knows where he's from. Yeah, like I said, that's why I figure once I finish the X Men rerun I'm doing, I'm gonna do start with those Avengers books from the beginning of like that run, all the way through with all the you know, and I'll read all of Infinity and then go to that whole time runs out and then all of Secret Wars. So hopefully I'll know by then. All they explained up up to I read all that stuff to up like I and I read this I read everything to the Secret Wars final thing, and basically they just explained that uh, when their planets were colliding, Spider-Man got was once saved, so he knew what he he was on the ship with the uh, yeah with Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, on, on the bad guy ship. Yeah, that's all. But they, they haven't explained anything since. They just at the end of the Secret Wars, they're just like, okay, let's fight crime together. Spider-Man said, he's basically like, they're like, okay, you'll be my sidekick now. Yeah, because I know they're still doing the Spider-Gwen series. Which is basically, yeah. what if Gwen Stacy got the, was bitten by the radioactive spider? Oh, uh, okay. As far as I know, that takes place on an alternate Earth. Because her story, actually, Peter Parker dies, and that's what makes, that's her, you know, he, like, Peter Parker's like her Uncle Ben, and that, you know, that's when she does the, with great power comes great responsibility. But do you know what I mean? Like, so I don't. So as far as I know, that still takes place in an alternate world. You know, as far as I know, that's not. You know, she's not in the same world as them. So I'm not sure how that works out. She's not on the same world with them. No, because I mean, remember in her origin, Peter Parker died. Yeah, but it's supposed to be like different people, like, are put onto the same planet. So yeah, as far as I know, she still takes place in an alternate world. But I don't know. Yeah, well, explain it to me. Um, I'm figure it out. <laughs> And then you explain it back to me. Yeah. Anybody listening, please write in an email to explain what's going on. Yeah, because I have no clue. So which is the hottest Marvel character? Iron Man. 
Ant-Man. I can't decide between Professor X and Magneto. So both. Loki. Is Wolverine Marvel? What about uh, White Tiger? What about uh, White Tiger? Uh, <laughs> Doc Samson. Doc uh, Star Fox. That's a video game. The girls go on a journey to determine every Marvel character's hotness in Ohatmu or Not, the official handbook of the Marvel Universe podcast you didn't know you wanted. Available on iTunes and at fireandwaterpodcast.com. Now it's time for the Friends and Enemies section of the show. The book we just did, which is Deadpool vs. Thanos number 2, had a cover date of November 2015. What we are going to do is look at other books that had a cover date of November 2015 that either Thanos or Adam Warlock have appeared in before and that we've covered on the show already. Now, because we this is during the time of Secret Wars, not all those books are coming out. For instance, there is no Hulk book this month. There is no Iron Man book that I can find out. Or at least I can find. But this is where you're able to find. So it's not exactly Avengers, but it's the closest Avengers book I can find this month. So, Joey, take it away. A-Force number four by G. Willow Wilson. Margaret Bennett. Is that the name? Margaret? Either Margaret or Marguerite. I think Margaret. Marguerite. Yeah, Marguerite. And then, hey, is this Jorge? I would say Jorge. Walden Wong and Craig Ying. No title, The Traitor Revealed. Yeah, that's, that's the what synopsis, happened. The Traitor Revealed. That's what I was able to find. But yeah, there's no title. And well, that's I guess, the cover. I guess, I guess The Traitor's Girl Loki. Maybe. A-Force was the book that came out where it was basically it was the all-female Avengers team. It was and this is, you know, this is during Sequel Wars. So it was basically every female Avenger. Why is it all-female? Mm, I don't know. Why not? Okay. <laughs> Well, plus, if you notice, most of the people working on it were women. The two writers are women. Oh, well, I guess G doesn't help you, but Willow. But yeah, G. Willow Wilson's a woman, and so is Marguerite Bennett. Next up, also a Secret Wars comic, is Captain Marvel and the Carol Corps, number four, by Kelly Sue DeConnick, Kelly Thompson, Laura Braga, Powell Pantalina, and Lee Lufridge. And again, there is no title for the story. I really hate that. I like when they give the stories titles. What's the Carol Corps? Uh, it was basically a group of people that Car- Captain Marvel had working with her. I think that's just what they called them on the book, on oh, the yeah. title. But yeah, Corps versus Corps. Captain Marvel and her team are pinned down by the Thor Corps, and the squad is in no shape for a firefight. If they can win the battle, the Carol Corps have one way out of this mess. Up. They'll shoot for the stars, but what they'll find will shake their world. What's the Thor core? Uh, this is because this was during Battle War, during Secret Wars, during Battle World. Battle World was like a whole bunch of whatever was like whatever part different alternate universes of Marvel. You know, Doom was able to save a little bits of all different ones and put them together in one world. And every yeah. Thor, because he was God there, and all the Thors were his police force. So every Thor was a cop, and they all worked together. Was there, like, one particular Thor that was in charge? I don't recall. Unfortunately, because of moving and everything, I didn't get to finish reading at the time when they were coming out. I read, like, the first two or three issues, and they were pretty awesome of Thors, which is one of the books we'll get to, at the, bo- the one I'll be covering at the bottom. But it was pretty cool. Like, had every version of Thor you ever saw. 
So, you know, the Thor from the Ultimate Universe was there. The regular Thor was there. Um, Red-headed Thor was there. Storm as Thor was there. Better Ray Bill. Thor's a frog. Everyone. Oh, so any person that has been, had the Thor powers. Yeah, anytime they, they basically look through all the books and every version of Thor they've shown in any version. You know, anyone who's ever held the hammer was there. Yeah. It was pretty cool. But it's before a, we get to Spider Verse for Thor, exactly. But before we get to Thor's, we have Daredevil number eighteen by Mark Wade and Chris Samney. That's how I pronounce it. No title again. By the way, this yeah. is not a Secret Wars book. This is regular Marvel. This is regular Universe Daredevil. This like I guess it takes place before Secret Wars because this is the last issue of this run. Oh, okay, the final chapter. In the autobiography of Matt Murdock, is written by someone who may surprise you. Not everyone survives this phase in Daredevil's life. Find out who lives, who dies, and who is changed forever. Yeah, I did this just last time. What? It's probably a different I- issue, but it's the same synopsis. I read oh. this the last time. Oh, okay. So we got Thor's number three, The Thunder Room, because they have a title. By Jason Aaron, Chris Sprouse, Garan Suzuka, Carl Story, and Dexter Vines. And I could not find a synopsis for this issue. But that's and the cover. Buddy... Oh, okay. Well, well, let's look at the cover. So who's this guy in... in... Who are they taking to jail? This... Oh, that's Loki. Oh, yeah. Okay, I can see it. And that's two versions of Thor next to him. I'm not sure which Thor the, the one is with the helmet, but the other Thor is the one from the Ultimate books. How can you tell he's the one from the Ultimate books? The costume. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <clears throat> Loki but, looks like he took... Uh, Loki looks homeless. He looks like he took a multiple man's outfit. With, with uh, Multiple man's outfit with Kirk Cobain's hat. With who? Kirk Cobain's hat. Oh, Kirk Cobain. Oh, yeah, you're right. All right, so I guess if we're talking about Kirk Cobain. I think the show's over. Yeah. Joey will be back next month, though, for Deadpool vs. Thanos 3. So you're thinking it's we're going to have Mephisto by then, right? Well, that was my guess because I remember him. I know he's been involved, and he's also the only guy I know in hell. So. There you go. Hopefully we'll see Thanos in the movie soon, because Guardians of the Galaxy 2 will be coming out soon enough. Is he going to play a bigger role in that, or just like a small role like he did in the I honestly Avengers? have no idea. I just know Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is coming out. I am assuming Thanos is in it. Well, hopefully they do a good job with him. I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah. I didn't like his voice. Not that the guy who played it did anything wrong. It just wasn't the voice that I picture in my in my head. Some people's voices, you know, I def- some people I definitely picture a voice in my head. Some people I don't. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't see him in the cast. I'm sure they'll throw him in the end or something. He might not be in. Oh. Maybe not. Although, Stallone's in it. Oh, yeah? Who's he play? Doesn't say. Kurt Russell. Well, that's cool. And he's in it. And um, Nathan Fillion. Who's that? Yeah, he's the guy from Castle. Oh, I've never seen it. Or Firefly. Never seen it. 
Really? You never even seen like pictures? Um, no. Only thing I every time I hear Castle, I I, I just I I always think it's a it's a Punisher show, and then I'm like, oh wait, it's not. So, and then I lose interest. <laughs> so that's that's all I think about. No, I just think I think oh, I hear Castle, I go, oh Frank Castle. This is not what that show's about, and that's that's as far as my mind goes with that show. That's as far as my memory is. So anything I see, I don't remember. I just remember that. Well, but yeah, I didn't know Stallone was in it, but I knew he was going to be in it because I know he was playing. Yeah, he looks like a Punisher too. Yeah, well, because he's on. He's. Uh, I don't think he's actually. I don't know how much he's going to be in the movie. Huh? Like in it, in it, he's playing Simon Williams. That name sounds familiar. Wonder Man. Oh, okay. Oh, that, yeah. And you remember Wonder Man was an actor? Yeah. So, I don't think they're having him as a superhero yet. He's going to be an actor. So, I'm assuming he's going to be maybe in flashback scenes to when Star-Lord was a kid. So, I don't know if they're actually going to show, like, him in it. Or maybe, like, scenes of his movie. Or even just, like, movie posters of him in it. You know? That's cool. But he's playing Wonder Man, basically. I mean, he's not going to be Wonder Man. The guy who becomes Wonder Man. Technically, he's one of the Avengers. Even if we never see him as one of the Avengers in the movies, he still played him. Yeah. So, that's cool. I guess I'm wrong. No Thanos and Guardians 2. I'm a little upset. And unless they surprise us, no one's credited as being Adam Warlock. Who do you think would be a good Adam Warlock? I don't know. I have to look that up. I have no idea. Although, they do have Aisha. She wouldn't be good as Adam Warlock. No, no, no. That's a character. She's basically a. She was created by the same people who made Adam Warlock. She's basically a female Adam. Oh, that's a character now, or this is only at one point. Uh, she's still around. David Bowie, off the top of my head. I'm not saying he would be the best guy, but well, especially well, he can't do it now anyway. Yeah, I can picture him doing it. He was supposed to be Daredevil. Was he? They were trying to do a Daredevil movie or TV show of him and his girlfriend as Daredevil, the Black Widow. Oh, like back in the day, like in the 90s? No. Further. 80s? Further. 70s? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he could have done it back then. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say he was the best pick for uh, Daredevil now. Ben Affleck is better, would be better than him. So that's Aisha. Let's see. Wow, she really does look like Adam Warlock. Now, is that Adam Warlock's skin? That's his skin? Adam Warlock's skin is orange? Yeah, it's gold, yeah. Gold, yeah. Spray on, tan skin. Yeah. They're golden skinned. They're, it's like real, it's like real skin. It's, like, you know, it's, like, it's what Donald Trump tries to have. Yeah. Okay, here we go. You're gonna go, oh, you're either gonna want to see this or thank God it never came out. Probably both. Oh my god. That's his girlfriend? Or I think that was his wife at the time. Oh my god, that's so terrible. So, that's Daredevil. What do you think? Like I said, you're either going to wish you could see it, be happy it wasn't made, or probably a little bit of both. Because you got to admit, that would be amusing as hell to watch that David Bowie Daredevil show right movie right now. Oh, I wish they would have a, like a, a trailer for it. That would be that, that what I would love. I wonder if he would have him sing. He'd have to sing. He'd have to sing. Bowie. Uh. I cannot see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Okay, well, great show. Yes, thank you. No, good job. Can't wait for the next episode. (laughs) Are you still doing this? Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't wait. All right, Joe, I'll talk to you later. Resurrections, an Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast, is a fan-made production, and no copyright infringement is intended, or happening, or even understood. The opening music for this podcast is Intro Pompeii by Lino Rise, and the closing music is Dark and Dramatic by DJ Puzzle. Both are licensed by the Creative Commons license. You can find Lino Rise at free-intro-music.com and DJ Puzzle at peaceloveproductions.com. Links to both can be found on the Tumblr page. noise as possible.